Hello, funky listeners, and welcome to another episode of Funk Radio. This is your host, Kyle. And this is your host, Kyle. <laughs> Every time I do that opening, I want to be like, and this is KCRP Smooth Jazz. <laughs> Just kidding, listeners. I'm your host, Peter. <laughs> KCRP. It's K-Crap. <laughs> I didn't even intend that. I just made, I just put those wow. letters together and it spelled out crap. Oh, I'm prophetic. So how how are you feeling after reaching 150 episodes last week, Kyle? I feel old. Uh no, it was. I think it was a it was a good milestone. Uh, lots of nostalgia baked into that episode there. Uh, yeah. If people would listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's all my listeners, if I had any. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair, I, uh, fair I'm, parents. I'm, I'm happy that, happy that we got this far. Yeah now, yeah. now that we finally hit 150, now it's like, well, what's the next milestone? 200, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how big 175 would be. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah, got once. We got 175. Wait. Seems kind of silly. After 150, I think it has to be like every 50. Well, so. we better get going then. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what are, what are we talking about this episode, Peter? Kind of changing it up a little bit. We're going to do another album review. Cause... By, and that's changing it up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we don't I do them that often. That. That's true, we don't. We should do them more. Listeners, if yeah. you have any, uh, any, what do you call it? Album uh, suggestions. Yeah, album suggestions, or if you guys know of any albums coming out in the near or far future uh that you think would be good for us to review let us know because i am not up on the music scene as i should be uh but yeah i got i got tipped off on this particular album that we're reviewing today i forgot where i first realized it was out but i think i was at a record store and i saw it and i was like when did this come out and it had only come out like a couple weeks prior hmm. we're going to be reviewing uh charles bradley's third album changes uh, which came out March 30th, so we're only about a month off. Yeah, I know we, I want to say we reviewed his second album way back when it came out. I'm not sure. I know we've talked about him before. We might have. Um, a handful of times. But for those of you that don't know, he's one of the, uh, one of the, I guess, soul singers from the Daptone record label. And for those of you that don't know, Daptone is kind of like at the forefront of this, like this soul revival movement uh they're a label based in new york they have uh a good handful of artists signed with them including him and uh the manhand street band and shoot they have a woman singer with them too that's really good and i forget her name right now sharon jones thank you and the dap kings we actually oh you know you might be thinking we we reviewed their christmas album recently that's right that might be what you were thinking yep 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 you're right. Uh, I forgot about that. That was good too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, for those of you, for those of you out there, these two uh, artists are on the same label. Yay. So, um, yeah, this is Charles Bradley's third album, um, which is pretty impressive because I think his first album came out in like 2011 or 12. So he's been he's been going at it. Hmm. I think we mentioned this on the show, but the the first place I discovered him was uh, this documentary on Netflix called. Man, I'm doing bad today on like remembering 
like anything. <laughs> uh, Soul of Soul of America, which came out in 2012, and it documents his, uh, I guess, transition from a essentially homeless uh, performer who would go around doing like a tribute to uh, James Brown. He would impersonate James Brown uh, in you know small venues, and he got discovered because he could sing and dance and sound like James Brown. And mm-hmm. he got discovered by uh, some Daptone people and they signed him. And now he's like a soul singer, dude. And it's funny because the guy... But he's not homeless anymore. Yeah. The guy basically got discovered, I want to say, at like around 60 years old. And mm-hmm. he's now on his third album already. And he's toured, he's toured the world. So good for him. That's pretty cool. I feel like we should eventually do... I think we were going to do this like a way, like a couple years ago. We never did it. Like an episode about singers who kind of got their start career-wise like later in their life. Because I can think of a few. Uh, yeah, one that comes to mind is... Uh... Wow, Peter, just... Does it come to you. mind? Nope. <laughs> one that comes to mind is just fucking like... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, monkey playing the cymbals. That's what's in my head right now. <laughs> Bill Withers. Bill Withers. Oh yeah, okay, you got it. He's he's one of the Bill Withers is one of the two I can think of on top of my head. The other one is actually Sharon Jones, who we just mentioned. Okay, yeah. I want to yeah, say yeah. she was in her forties, maybe. When yeah, she yeah. started. So yeah, uh, this is this album of Mr. Bradley's. Uh, it's called Changes, uh, based on I guess one of the singles that came off the album, also called Changes, which is a cover that he did. We can uh, get more into that in a bit. But um, yeah, similar to other album reveals, we'll go through all the songs, we'll play a handful that we like, and hopefully if you guys like it, you can pick up the album. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess the first song off the album that I thought was funny and definitely reminded me of James Brown uh, is the song God Bless America. Very gospel sounding Mm. song, a lot of organ in there. It's basically just a gospelized version of the song God Bless America. But it's good. I liked it. Yeah, he's got a bit of a monologue at the beginning too mm-hmm. before it, like the singing actually starts. Uh I will say that the something I wrote down for this is that the backing singers and I I feel like I said something very similar in the uh the album review we did recently for Leon Bridges. I feel like the backing singers sound a lot like the ones found in a lot of Solomon Burke songs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um almost identical. Yeah. And if you listen to like the backing singers in this song, singing God Bless America, compared to something like I wrote down Someone Is Watching by Solomon Burke, like it's very similar. At, at least I found that to be kind of a connection. Yeah, no, I, and I, I think that goes back to that very gospel sound because Solomon Burke is so steeped in gospel. Yeah. So it's cool that they kind of harken back to that old school sound. Well, that kind of talks to the uh the Daptone label as well that you were kind of explaining a few minutes ago is that they're not only are they kind of like a soul throwback label but they do it to such an extent that like it sounds exactly like stuff that came from the 60s exactly yeah and that's what's yeah exactly that's what's so cool about Daptone is they are so good at harnessing that old school sound even to the point of using old uh recording methods to try to even yeah. better get that kind of like more gritty 60s, you know, less polished sound of, you know, yeah. the 60s and 70s. And 
their uh, their singers that they have in their repertoire just to add to that. Absolutely. So, yay. I want I wouldn't uh, say we necessarily need to play this one. It's No, it's mostly anyway. yeah, it's it's short. It's just a good opener. But mm-hmm. it's a it's a good little ditty, so and it's very patriotic. <laughs> <laughs> um the second song on the list uh, is called Good to Be Back Home. Uh, I don't really have a ton to say about this. I don't know about you. All I wrote down that is that it sounds very James Brown, more than anything else in this album. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, I, and it's funny that you said that he actually got his start from you know being basically more or less a James Brown impersonator, mm-hmm. which I didn't know. Yeah, you should check out that uh, documentary. I don't know if it's still on Netflix anymore, but... It's it's really good. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he he started out doing James Brown. They you know, the whole thing with the dancing and the collapsing on stage and he even had like a friend who came out and like put a cape on him and all, the whole thing. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Huh. Um yeah, he can sound exactly like him when he wants to. That's what's so insane. Yeah. Well, beyond that though, I didn't really have any notes on the song. Like maybe not quite half of the songs on this I didn't really have much to say. Yeah. But uh, um, there, there was nothing on this album that I disliked. Exactly, which is it's actually kind of rare for me. True, this is one of those albums I think, at least, um, because I mean, it's, the stuff sounds is it's very it's varied. It sounds different, but it's one of those albums that's really good to listen to beginning to end. Because mm. um, certain songs don't necessarily stand out from others, but if you take the album as a whole piece, then it, it's really well done. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, there's there's certain songs that definitely stand out, and there's other songs that just fit well within the lineup, but don't st- uh, stand out themselves, I guess. So, do you do you have any want to play a clip from this? Actually, there's enough other ones. I think we should. I, I feel bad for the listeners because we haven't played True. anything yet, but I, I have Sorry. enough other things in this list that I would rather play. Yeah. I- I have at least three or four that I specifically wanted to touch on, and I'm, sh- and I'm sure you got your own, so we can, um, that are ho- hopefully different from the ones I wrote down. I don't know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll just skip that one, I guess. Um, okay. Next up is the song, Nobody But You. Uh, this is probably my favorite song. Oh, really? On the album. Oh, very nice. or, if, or if not my favorite, then one of them, certainly. Yeah, um, this one is very soulful sounding. I like it. Very, uh, what does it remind me? It reminds me of that other contemporary uh, singer. It's uh, something Kinawea. He's like got a Hawaiian name. I'm doing mm. bad today. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like a Hawaiian guy, and it sounds like him, and that's about all I have to tell you right now because my brain is slowly shutting down the different lobes. Pretty well. Literally, all that's functioning right now is my medulla oblongata. So all I know is rage and hunger. <laughs> While we deal with that, why don't you listeners hear a little clip from Nobody But You. Nobody but you. Did you notice near the end of this song that it uses the melody from Summer Breeze by Seals and Crops? Yes. yes. Oh, you I noticed did. that too. I actually forgot I forgot to write that down, but I'm like there's something that sounds really fucking familiar about this song. Yeah. Um I don't think I don't know if it's the same tune or the same instrumentation, but I'm just like 
why does that sound so familiar? And then it clicked. I'm like, wait, that sounds like Summer Breeze. Yeah, I felt that was kind of cool. And it took me a few minutes to like figure out what that tune was from. Because I knew I knew yeah. it somewhere. Yeah, I heard that. I'm like, man, that sounds familiar. And then it, after a couple of times it clicked. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Summer Breeze. Very cool. Um, yeah, no, Actually, that's... you know what? Let, let's play it for the listeners. Let's play that little clip and then we'll play... Uh, back to back a little clip from summer breeze that I, I the original people who recorded it was seals and crofts so i think we should give them some credit we do know Sounds that they the eileysley brothers did cover it but we'll play the original so just mm-hmm. see hear this comparison listener so that's music yeah no very i don't know if they did that on purpose if it i'm sure it had to have been on purpose it's too close you know it's yeah it's probably just like oh yeah let's throw that in there as like a i don't know easter egg for soul listeners i guess well we found it we found the easter egg peter (laughs) now we get chocolate um do you have anything (laughs) written down for ain't gonna give it up which is the next song uh sadly no sorry neither do i (laughs) okay i don't feel bad uh we're gonna give up on that song (laughs) what about changes i have lots lots written down for that oh okay that's good um i didn't didn't have anything written down for that one either (laughs) oh you suck okay um peter so i yeah uh, as peter said the fourth song is ain't gonna give it up it's a good song not super like i said better within the in the context better, of the album. Better within the context of the album, as far, more than a standalone. Uh, the fifth song, Changes, which, as I said earlier, is also the uh, title of the record, is a very interesting song because it's a cover of a Black Sabbath song, and the original Black Sabbath song was written about a breakup, but what's cool is uh, Charles Bradley kind of tweaks it into a song about the passing of his own mother. Okay, everything you just said, I had no idea any of that was there. I didn't know it was a cover. Research, and I, Peter. And I, <laughs> my research is listening. Um, <laughs> Touche. And I also didn't know it was about his mother, so that's cool. I didn't until, until I researched a little bit about the album, so... Yeah. Um, I'm glad one of us did something. <laughs> yeah, so his, uh, his mother sadly passed away this year. Um, huh. She was actually featured fairly prominently in the documentary uh, that I talked about. But mm. for a long time in Charles's life, he was kind of estranged from her, but then was able to kind of make amends later in life to where he could be her uh, caretaker because, you know, she fell ill, became old, all that stuff. And yeah. so she was able to kind of be there for his rise to uh, fame as a soul singer, which I'm sure he appreciated. And... The ability for her to kind of see his career take off before she passed away, I'm sure, meant a lot to him. And you can definitely mm, yeah. hear a lot of that in this song about, you know, his being happy that they kind of made amends before she passed. The, the fact that, you know, he now has to change because she's no longer in his life. Mm. 
So it's, it's a it's a it's a song that originally was about something as you know innocuous as a breakup turned into something as heavy as someone's parent passing away. It's pretty cool, and this is one of my favorite songs off the album too. So, hmm. uh, all right, listeners, we're gonna hear a little clip from Changes, the title track. It's cool that he covered a Black Sabbath song. It seems so out of left field, you know? Yeah. Um, as far as and, um, genres. Actually, you know, I said I didn't have anything written down for this song, but actually this made me think of something that was kind of on my mind that I didn't write down, is that um, overall, this album, I don't know, I, the first time I listened to it, I was like, a lot of the songs sound very negative, like he had a bad experience with a woman or something, and the changes that he's going through mm-hmm. kind of after the fact. Um, then listening to it again, and then that, now that you talked about like his mother dying too, I, I'm seeing that it totally changes the context. It's the the album as a whole talks about changes like in a lot of different ways. Like oh yeah, yeah. The, this album is very much to do with love, about losing love, about getting love, about wanting to be loved. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's basically soul music in general. So we didn't really tap into anything new, uh, but. Um, yeah, this this song, it, it, I guess depending on the way you look at it, it could be love lost, it could be changing yourself for love, it could be, you know, a lot of different things. Well, even even the album in general talks about different because like I I guess I'll save this other note for later in the in the review because the song "Changed for the World," which is the second to the last song, um, mm-hmm. is about like social changes mm-hmm. as well. So like, there's a lot of different kind of ways to look at it. Um, uh, actually, mm-hmm. regarding the 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 uh, the thing you just said about how it's a lot of songs are kind of like about losing love and all that, I I got that vibe really strongly throughout the whole album. And to me personally, I think that's kind of a negative thing. Um, only because I kind of have a personal thing about albums that where the entire time they're just negative, negative. And so this is one of those albums. That's not, I'm not saying objectively it's a bad thing, but I just have a personal thing with like albums that are negative the entire time. I don't necessarily interpret all of them as negative, though. I, I think, yeah, losing love is sad, but at the same time, the way he sings about it, it doesn't seem like he's very hurt by it. He's kind of like, you know, sort of matter of fact, sort of like, you know, you lose love, you get love, you find love, whatever. Right. Well, I, maybe because he's a, he's an older guy, so he's been around the block, so he he sees it differently. But that's a really good point. I mean, I I absolutely agree with you that it's not it's not like he's whining the whole time, like oh she left me or anything. Like in a lot of the songs, mm-hmm. actually, he's like I ended it. I left her because she wasn't treating me right, and I'm not going to put mm-hmm. up with that. Which I think kind of plays into what you were just saying about how he's he's definitely old enough to have been around the block a number of times, so. It kind of makes sense that he approaches it from that angle. So, like I said, it's not totally a bad thing. It's just I, I, I like a little bit of emotional variety, I guess, in an album. Mm-hmm. And this one, I wouldn't say had a ton, a ton of that. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, 
<laughs> I, I'm just looking at the lineup. I think four songs have the word love and like three have the word change or changes hmm. <laughs> or something to that effect. Um, so definitely, I guess, easy to extrapolate that. Um, <laughs> the next song, this is funny. The next song is the first song I heard from this album. Uh, oh. Because I went home, googled, and this song came up because there's a music video for it, which I think we'll 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 try and post it on our Facebook page if we haven't already. Um, but you guys should totally go and check it out. It's a really good, well done music video, and a lot of it's just him dancing, and it's adorable because it's like a sixty year old guy dancing. Uh, but the song is uh, "Ain't Ain't It a Sin." Uh, this is probably my favorite song off the album, just because it sounds so different from a lot of the other stuff on the album. It's a lot more heavy, super funky, uh, kind of James Brownish, but like more like it's like James Brown if James Brown had been popular in 2016, you know. Yeah, it's, it's got definitely a modern modern vibe to it. Um, but uh, th- I don't know. This is like my favorite song. It's really heavy. It's very different from anything that I've heard from Charles Bradley in general, not just on this album. And I'm just like, wow, this is really good. Hmm. I think what really gets me uh, in this song is the repeating bass line. It's like do 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 do. I don't know. That really, I really like oh, yeah. that. So, I I had written down that this is, this is another one of my favorites. Yeah. On the album as well, I thought this one was a. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. regarding kind of the the emotional tone that I was discussing a minute ago, I think this is one of the songs that actually kind of goes against the grain and is a little bit more fun sounding. I don't know if it's, mm-hmm. I don't know if the content is necessarily fun. It, it seems, like you said, like very matter of fact about life. Um, mm-hmm. But just the way the song sounded kind of sounded like a happy song, even if the content mm-hmm. wasn't necessarily. And I, that kind of reminded me of the topic we did a while back about sad songs that sounded happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The I guess within the, the lyrics of this song, it's, it's not sad as like a boohoo me. It's it's more like you know, I've put up with enough shit in my life. I'm not gonna deal yeah. with it anymore, kind of thing. Which is right, cool. Exactly. I, I actually I actually kind of dig that. Yeah. Um. So you know, good for him for I guess doing a song with gumption. But yeah, no, you guys should check out the video for it. It's a good video. I think it's one of the two videos that came out of the album. This and uh, changes. So. I'm sure we'll have more to come because it's only been out a month. So, uh, should we play a little clip? Yes, we should. Next up is the song Things We Do For Love, uh, which we do a lot of stuff for love here on Funk Radio. Uh, this one, I think, is probably the most retro-sounding to me. I don't know about you, Peter. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see that. I, it didn't really stand out to me when I was listening to it that it was more old-sounding <laughs> than the rest of them. I was going to say, the one the one thing I wrote down about this song is it reminds me of that song by Durando because of the woo in the song. Uh, didn't I? Yep, didn't I? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it totally reminded me of that song. Yeah, this this one's very retro-y, very doo-wop kind of sounding with the doo-wop accompaniment. Slow, kind of romantic yeah. sounding to me. Um, I mean, it's a bit more uplifting than, as we were talking before, some of the other some of the other 
love songs on here, it's a bit more uplifting of like, hey, we do a lot for love rather than like, fuck love, love sucks. <laughs> Yay, love. Yeah. Uh, do you think it's worthy of playing or no? Or do you have enough written about the other ones? Um, I have some more. I have more notes for the toward the end, so we can keep okay. going. Just move past. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that was things we do for love. The next one, crazy for your love. Uh, I don't really have much written down for this one. I don't know about you. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, kind of similar sounding. Almost like they could be like two, two sides to the same single. Well, the the names are similar too, so maybe there's some kind True. of connection there. Maybe. Um, since we don't really have anything to say about the song or much about the previous one, I, I'll take this moment to say, I think the reason I don't have much to say about some of these songs is that not that they're not good, because like I said earlier on, there's no songs that I disliked from this album. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say Charles Bradley is one of these guys who is like a hundred percent amazing at replicating that signature, like old timey soul sound. But mm-hmm. there isn't, when you get like down to like song to song, there's not a whole lot of variety a lot of the time. Um, and I kind of had this issue with the, the Leon Bridges album too, uh, a couple of months yeah. ago, is that they're really good at what they do, but then like that's the only thing they do. I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like because they're so kind of pigeonholed into a, into a, this genre, they're they're not... I, I don't know if they're if they're not given the the room to flex, or maybe it's just they kind of figure if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Uh, but it's I get that. what you're saying when you when you have an album, you have to fill it with like ten to thirteen, fourteen songs, and you're stuck in the genre of soul or funk or whatever. To a degree, some of your stuff is going to sound very similar. It's the same for any artist. It's, it's just as we talked right. about before. Some of our favorite artists that we like. You know, you listen to an album and it's you know like two or three songs on the album and the rest of them are like, okay, these sound similar. Yeah. So. And then, and I don't mean to say that like that Charles Bradley isn't good at what he does because of that. It's just if if I were to look at some of like my all time favorite albums, it's they are that because there's so much variance within that one album. Um, mm-hmm. not to say the other ones aren't as good but I just don't find them quite as memorable for that reason I get what you're saying anyway we can keep going that was just a note for sure But so yeah the, the, the next song we're actually getting towards the latter half of the list here the next song is you don't uh, you think I don't know but I know do I have something written down for this maybe nope <laughs> Peter uh, I hope you have something to talk about um, I have, yeah, I actually have a couple of things to, to say. Um, cool. when I saw the title before I heard this song, you think I don't know, but I know, I thought maybe this was going to be like a cheating song. Yeah, it sounds like, exactly. It sounds like it could be. Um, but like listening to lyrics, it's not, it's, it's more along the lines of you think I don't know that you're messing with me and that you're treating me a certain way that isn't healthy, but I do realize that. And so. I'm letting you go because of that. And like in the lyrics, he says like things have changed. I know who you are. So I guess it's changes mm-hmm. in himself as well. Realizing, okay, this is not the person who I thought she was. You think I don't know, but I know what you're doing. What you doing to me? Took me a while, but now I see what you've been 
one thing um, in doing a bit of research that I did find interesting actually about this song and having gone back and listened to the beginning it is kind of similar uh, the opening kind of piano drum thing uh, a lot of people are saying it's similar to Freddie Scott's You Got What I Need which I know Peter you tipped me off to because that is that piano break is sampled in Bismarcky's Just a Friend it's insane that you mentioned this because this is the only other thing I've written down for that is that I said, wow, the opening piano totally reminds me of You Got What I Need. Oh, that's funny. Apparently you weren't the only one that thought of that. I think this is another case where we should play Charles Bradley and then versus the other one. And Yeah. Okay. So again, that first clip was from the song You Think I Don't Know But I Know from this album by Charles Bradley. And then following that was You Got What I Need by, what is it, Freddie Scott? I don't have it written down. Freddie Scott, yeah. So yeah, that's really funny that other people saw that too. Yeah, that is. Because I didn't think that song Uh, was well known enough for like that many people to say something about it. Yeah, after 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 going back and listening to it myself, I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. I I didn't pick up on it uh, as well as you did, but... um, yeah, it's definitely very, very similar. I don't know if the tune is exactly the same, but it's very close. It's not exactly the same, but it's definitely the same tempo, same structure. Yeah. The tenth song, uh, I guess second to last, is Change for the World. Um, I have a little bit written about, down about this. Uh, I just said it's it's definitely more more politically charged than some of the other songs. Yeah. But not in like a not in like a damning way necessarily. It's it's calling out the problems in the world, but at the same time, it's like we can fix them, we can change things. So it's it's yeah it's realistic, but uh, at the same time, optimistic for the future. Yeah, I, I got the same the same vibe from it. And like I kind of said earlier, I, I alluded to this that the song is more about changes in society versus changes in his personal life, which is kind of what a lot of this album is about. Yeah, exactly. Um, it still fits the theme of changing, as you were saying before, but it's more like societal change. Yeah. And a bit about, you know, like racism and segregation, too. Exactly. There's a lyric in here that I need to find really quickly that definitely kind of made that stand out. And I'm not doing good today. Peter, just slap me up. Oh, I got it. Uh, it says, quote, heaven is crying, the world is shaking. God is unhappy. The moon is breaking. Blood is spilling. God is coming. So that, that's a bit dark, but um, well, I think isn't the first word in this song "Revelations"? If yeah, I remember correctly, yeah, it's yeah. So it kind of alludes to that as well. Yeah, it's very much that kind of religious apocalyptic thing. Yeah, that's actually kind of a, an interesting take on the whole because you you are saying that it's. It talks about society, but not in a damning way. I agree with you there, but it kind of takes an interesting approach because I actually wrote down a few lines. I think that are the lines right before what you just read. I, I, I ain't afraid to love you. See, I come with open arms. Stop hiding behind religion. Hate is poison in the blood. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of interesting that he's not saying, well, if you're going to be a dick to, to black people, then I'm going to be a dick to you. He's saying, I'm, I'll, I'll still welcome you with open arms, but you got to like stop being dicks yeah basically and i'm not poetic enough to write a song obviously (laughs) but it's obviously 
it's uh it's 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 interesting too that he kind of works in that revelations type imagery as well because you can almost interpret it as being like god is pissed off because we're not treating each other right mm-hmm. well which is kind of ironic because a lot of people use religion like as i was gonna say exactly yeah. and not only that people are as using religion to, to, to treat each other unkindly <laughs> yeah to judge judge one another i think charles Bradley's is kind of calling that out a bit it's yeah. like god's angry that you guys are using him in his name for you know evil means so good for him i mean again i'm not the most religious guy in the world but uh it's, it's a good nice message to, it's, it's it's refreshing to see a christian man you know on the right side of things yeah so it's a good way to look at good it for him. let's play a clip because this is a good song i think we should the world is god is unhappy the moon is breaking That was changed for the world. Mm-hmm. There's only one more song. Unless you have anything else to say about that one. No. Okay. No. I think we covered it. Um, yeah, the, the last song on the album is Slow Love. I like to make slow love. How about you, Peter? <laughs> I think everyone likes to make a little bit of slow love. Um, I don't have anything to say about this one. <laughs> I think it's just good for making slow love. I mean... I guess so. <laughs> as long as your slow love only takes three and a half minutes. It's not True. a very long song. None of the songs are super long. Yeah, it's it's not too memorable. I didn't like I said I didn't write anything down. Even after listening to the album twice, I didn't really have anything to say about it. Yeah, but the nice thing about this album, as we were talking about, uh, you know, it's it's good for like a full listen through. Is the album itself is actually pretty short. I think it's like forty minutes for from end to end. So, hmm. if your lo- if your love making session can last that long, you can listen to Charles Bradley. If you're slow, yeah. If you have slow love that lasts forty minutes, then this is a good album for that. <laughs> that I think we covered all of the songs on the album. Um, I, I've, I mean, <clears throat> I have this and his first album on vinyl. I don't have a second. Obviously, I've listened to all three. I think this one is probably my favorite so far, though. That's cool. Um, only because more so than the first two. Even though, as we said, some of the songs do sound similar, there, there's. It seems like there's a couple songs in here that where he really is trying to kind of branch out a little bit, like changes, and us in. So it's refreshing to see him try different sounds, you know. At least a little bit. Like, there's nothing yeah, wildly it's different. Not, it's not like he's all of a sudden going to start, like, screaming punk music or whatever. But uh, <laughs> it, it at least so- it seems like, yeah, he's experimenting with different uh, singing styles, with different uh, background music and what have you. So yeah, overall, I think it's a it's definitely worth a listen. Uh, it doesn't have the most variety in sound, I guess, if you're looking for that. But as I said before, he's one of these guys who can replicate that old sound extremely well. Mm-hmm. So I think he's definitely worth listening to. And I I don't have as much perspective of this compared to his other stuff because I have heard a few songs. I know, but you you've listened to him a lot more than I do. Uh-huh. And that's why I, 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 I have to say I think this is so far his one of his better albums. Um, and definitely one of his more emotional albums, too. Hmm. Probably partially due to the passing of his mother. Um, 
So point. yeah, no, if you guys like Charles Bradley or you guys like Dapton Records, you guys should check it out. Uh, the vinyl's on sale on Amazon for like 18 bucks right now, so if you guys mm. are hipster enough. We'll try and do more album reviews, listeners, and like I said, uh, if you guys have any suggestions, uh, hit us up on facebook.com slash getyourfunk, as well as uh, soundcloud.com slash getyourfunk. You guys can comment on our tracks, tell us what other albums we should review, uh, and... Or yeah. you can say nothing, and we will just keep assuming that we're doing perfectly, and I'll we s- need to change nothing. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Unlike Charles Bradley, we need to make no changes because we're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, terrible. So yeah, um, this has been your host, Kyle. And this has been your host, Peter. And this has been Funk Radio. Thanks for listening.